Good morning. Our scripture reading for today is Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. I will be reading from the New International Version. Please follow along in your Bible or use the screens. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. My name is Brent Strobel. I'm the youth pastor here at Evergreen, and I will be sharing this sermon with you this morning. Um, the sermon is both one last lesson to the confirmation class as well as a sermon to the whole congregation. So at the beginning of our confirmation class, uh, well, we started at the beginning of the Bible. We talked about Genesis. We talked about creation. And, uh, and after creation, as we know, Adam and Eve were in the garden, and then there was the fall, and subsequently, God then put a plan in place to uh, take care of the fall and bring humanity back to what he intended in the first place. Pastor Peter actually talked about this last week. God created us out of love so that we might be happy and flourish. God meant for us to be happy. He didn't mean for there to be disease or hurt. Um, and the way it was meant to be is that we become happy by seeking God's intent for our lives. But when we seek happiness in and of itself, it doesn't work. It only brings us misery. And this is because we don't actually really know what is best for ourselves. So an easy example to think about is addiction. In addiction, a person seeks, they're trying to seek their own good or what they think is good. They're seeking a momentary high because they're too blind to see the long picture. In pursuit of instant gratification, an addict creates a life for themselves that in the end they don't actually want. And this is, this is basically what all sin is, is chasing after these momentary pleasures that we think will bring us happiness, but they don't. So the fall happened because humanity look to themselves to define how they should live. Instead of asking, what is God's intent for me? Instead of saying, who has God created me to be? How should I live? Humans asked, who do I want to be? How can I get the most out of life? And with this question, humanity fell. And ever since, we've been trying to figure out the best way to optimize our lives, being blinded by momentary pleasures and not having the foresight to look at the long picture. As a confirmation class, we also talked about how to read the Bible, that the Bible isn't just a bunch of small verses that we throw together in random stories. It's not just for morals or just for laws, but rather the Bible is a collection of books, and in each book we can see God's activity. That's the common thread throughout all these books, is God's activity of redemption. Throughout the whole Bible, God is seeking to love us. He's seeking to bring us back to what he intended in the first place, to win humanity back to himself, to the way things he intended. So in a sense, the Bible is God's grand redemptive narrative. It's a story about relationship. And relationship takes work. 
Okay, I want everyone here to think about a person that they love a lot. A person who is super close to them. Okay, think about this person in your mind. Now raise your hand if you've ever had an argument with them. Right? Okay. Um, and also raise your hand if you've ever heard them tell a boring story. And you have to listen to it because you want to be nice. Um, have you ever had a rough patch with them? Maybe a day or a week or a couple of years uh, where you don't, it just doesn't really work the right way, okay? So relationship takes work. It takes work. And the context for our scripture passage today is that most of the Israelites had forgotten that relationships take work. Even though the fall happened, as I said before, God was still at work in humanity. He formed a relationship with Abraham, Moses, Joshua, King David, and a lot of others. God's relationship with Israel was for their benefit. Through memorizing scripture and prayer, Israel became more in line with what God intended for them. But eventually, Israel forgets. They forget that God created them for a purpose and that they were to seek uh, his intent for their lives. When God freed Israel from Egypt and brought them into the Holy Land, upon entering it, God made a covenant. He said, I will protect you. I will keep you safe as long as you keep your end of the bargain, which is to do my will, to seek my intent for your life. But Israel forgot. They forgot that relationships take work. And walking in the footsteps of Adam and Eve, they chose instead to ask, who do I want to be? How can I get the most out of life? They sought to optimize. They sought pleasure, consumerism, and entertainment. They forgot about God and his call to take care of the immigrants, the orphans, the widows, the poor, to, uh, to memorize scripture and to love God. And this is where the book of Jeremiah comes in. The context of the book of Jeremiah is that because Israel has forgotten to uphold their end of the covenant, God then lets them uh, be taken over by their enemy, Babylon. So Babylon comes in, destroys a lot of the towns, and takes the captives um, away to Babylon to live there for the next 70 years. And it's amongst this desolation that God sends the words to Jeremiah to offer them hope. In the book of Jeremiah, it's not just a book of judgment, but it's also a book of hope. God says that despite the desolation you see around you, I have not failed. I will eventually redeem everything. I will eventually bring all of humanity back to me. I will eventually send a Messiah, and this Messiah will end human misery. But until that great day, there are trials ahead. So, God gives them a warning and a promise, which is our scripture, Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, its leaves are always green. Recently, I went on a hike near Franklin Falls up to Lake Malakwa, and uh, this was just a few weeks ago. A lot of the snow had melted, and I was amazed by how many trees 
were downed. I mean, there's hundreds of trees that were just torn up by the winter storm. And a lot of these trees were uprooted. You can completely see their whole root system. And what I was amazed by was how shallow some of the roots were. One tree in particular, uh, it was like this big, and it took an effort to get over it and to continue on the trail. It had very short roots, but it was like 100 feet tall. This was a big dug fir. And what's amazing is after it had been uprooted and toppled over, you could see what was below it, a giant basalt rock boulder with no cracks. So this huge boulder stopped the tree from ever really sinking its roots deep enough. I mean, it was deep enough for a nice sunny day, but the roots were not deep enough for the winter storms. So because of the winter storm, it came and the tree was uprooted. Again, what's interesting to think about is that the tree looked perfectly fine before the storm. In fact, comparing it to the other trees, you couldn't tell the difference. They would all look healthy and strong. But the real strength of the tree comes from its roots, comes from what it's planted in. And it only, it only took a storm to reveal the truth. So when a storm came, it was easily uprooted. And the lesson here is that roots matter. They go unseen, but are actually the most important aspect of a tree. Our scripture lesson from Jeremiah speaks to this. Jeremiah says, We're to be like a tree planted by the water, sending roots into a stream, not fearing the heat because our leaves are evergreen. Jeremiah is talking about being rooted. For a tree to thrive, it has to be rooted in something beyond itself. It has to be integrated into the ecosystem, into the soil, and it cannot ignore its instincts to send roots deep into the ground to hold it firmly in place. Humans, similarly, were not created to live by ourselves. But we were created to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. We were created to be connected to God, to sink our roots deep into him and to draw nourishment from him. Another thing about being rooted is permanence. Trees don't occasionally root themselves into the soil to stay alive, they have to permanently plant their roots into the ground. They never stop, and they have never arrived. To stay rooted, they have to continually hold on to the ground, continually drink water. By comparing us to a tree, Jeremiah is saying, we not only have to be rooted in God, we have to stay there. We have to continue to grow, to send roots deeper and deeper into the soil, slowly over time. We have never arrived or come to a point where our roots are deep enough. You see, as a tree grows bigger and it becomes more mature, it also gets heavier, so its roots also have to grow and sink in deeper. To stay rooted in God over time means to progress in our relationship with him, to seek a deeper relationship, to talk about God with others, to read scripture. We need to continually seek to grow deeper over time. God wants us to be rooted in him, in his story, in relationship with him, rooted in worship towards him, in fellowship with his people. This is why our church's name is Evergreen, because we want to be a church that seeks to ask the question, what is God's intent for us? Are we rooted in him, in his will? And this is why you all took confirmation. This is why we went through the whole Bible, why we made you study, why you did sermon notes, and you came to class ready to discuss. All of of this is about meaningful formation over time. Most of the time, I think it was pretty fun, but every once in a while, maybe it wasn't fun. It took effort. And the idea of studying scripture and God, not only when it's fun, 
but when you have to read things like Leviticus, and it takes effort, is a lesson in and of itself. This flies in the face of the optimizing culture we live in. You guys are so busy, you're torn in so many ways, and you're told to do and be so many things. You're told to define truth for yourself, to ask the question, what do I want to be? You're told to be successful, and success comes from how interesting you are, how funny you are, how you look, how many clubs you're involved in, how many sports you excel in, and how many classes you ace. To seek gratification in likes and followers on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook. To define your worth by what others think of you. And I think what happens is when you're torn in all these different directions, you're told to be so many different things, these messages tear you in too many different directions. And it's like a tree that's caught up in a terrific winter storm, with wind blowing in every direction, seeking to uproot you. And amidst this, God tells you a different story through the words of Jeremiah. He tells you that you were loved from the beginning of time. You were made with intent. You were made to be happy and to flourish. You were meant for something so much more. And God's plan for you is to grasp how much he loves you, for you to become rooted in him. And this comes from relationship. Hard, tough, at times boring and confusing relationship. Putting down roots means seeking depth instead of things that are shallow. It means looking at the long picture. It means dedication and time. Confirmation was two years. A strength of confirmation, I believe, is the idea of continually, week after week, Studying scripture, reading scripture, talking about scripture, and talking about faith with each other. This is different from youth group. Both are good, but confirmation helps you to see faith not as an elective, but as a calling. In this opt-in culture we live in, it's easy for church and youth group to become an elective. But how could a tree grow if it elected to occasionally decide to drink rain, or if it occasionally decided to send down roots? If a tree is to sink its roots down, it needs to slowly and consistently over time grow deeper. There will be storms. There are tough times ahead. You will occasionally put a root in the wrong direction. People will disappoint you and hurt you. But if you seek God's will in your life and his intent, you will remain rooted in him, even through the storms. Julie and Barry and I's prayer for you is that you will weather the storms. And seek to put your roots in the right place, that you will seek nourishment from the right things, from good soil. Continue to read scripture. Pursue an even deeper prayer life than you have now. My prayer to the whole congregation is that you too will seek to be rooted in God, and that you will help your children to be rooted in God. Seek meaningful formation over time for you and your family. Pray, read scripture, come to church, and try your best to come often. Join a small group. Read scripture. Not just a verse a day. Read chunks at a time. Because it's when reading a chunk at a time that we encounter an actual story. Not just a moral. And when we encounter these stories of God trying to redeem his creation, we encounter relationship with God. Amen.